Sasswood is a show about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the knowers, the hopers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. For more information, visit our Facebook page. This is Sasswood, a show about Bigfoot. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Matsky, and it's my privilege to introduce to you my son, Andy. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what's so weird about that. We're probably the only Bigfoot podcast that has to wait for a train to stop going by to record. It's, it's true. Wow, it, it's, it's the only one. A huge distinction yes. among Bigfoot podcasts, really. Oh, I wish we had to be stopped by a train. How can I replicate that sound? Oh, I have to go move down by the train tracks, <laughs> I guess. Maybe I could get them to move by me. Or by the soundtrack CD. Or... For I Love Toy Trains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. So, we better get to the Sasswit News Desk here. Okay, yeah. And the main thing we have this week is that Sasswit... No. Sasswit. <laughs> okay, you just hung your head. Like, <laughs> I can. I'm done. Okay. So, the main thing we have on the Sasswit News Desk this week is... That Small Town Monsters Live is now in podcast format. Um, you can go to iTunes, and what is it, Podbean? It's also on Podbean. Um, to listen to Sass... I did it again. Well, we're part of it. Well, Sass what? <laughs> and Small Town Monsters do Small Town Monsters Live, where the Small Town Monsters crew and me and you talk about... Movies and monsters and making monster movies. Yeah, it's you were, awesome. You were paying attention, weren't you? Yeah, the whole time. So there's two episodes right now. So there's right two now. episodes out right now. Thank you. Um, there's number zero, which is the Kickstarter. Um, it's when they did the S. We did launch the launch party. The launch party. And. <laughs> yeah. And we. And then there's also. The episode which we just recorded a few days ago, which is number one, and it's called Entering the Zone of Fear, right? That's correct. That's a very... talk a lot about the Mothman in both those. Kind of get off from Bigfoot, but that's good sometimes. Is it now? It is. (laughs) You don't want it to be too, I don't know. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> That's it. I'm Sasso News Desk. Andy Matsky retires. No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, tonight's episode is really going to focus on the bookshelf. By now, listeners to sort of Sasswat, the continuation with Mark and Andy, have realized that the bookshelf is sort of a big deal. Around these parts. It surrounds us always. Yeah, this this is true. Both our rooms are filled with books. Our home is decorated in library. I can That's barely I walk like around in my room because there's so many books. 
So uh, that just means a great deal to us both and to our entire family. So tonight's episode is going to really dive into Bigfoot literature, if you will, and sort of a particular genre of Bigfoot literature that's aimed at an all-ages audience. And I'd like to start by talking about the book Untold Tales of Bigfoot, Crossing Paths by Vince Dorse. We had Vince on episode 90 of Sasswet when he was working on the Kickstarter campaign to fund the publication of Untold Tales of Bigfoot. Now the book exists in physical form. It was very exciting to receive that, and I actually gave it to Andy as kind of a Christmas present, even though he knew it was coming, that it was on the way. I still enjoyed it. It wasn't, still enjoyed the surprise getting it. Because it had slipped my mind a little bit. So it was like, oh, this! And it made me really happy to see it. And I think I read it the week after Christmas, and within the week after Christmas. I was reading it while family was over. It's great. Yeah, and I read it over the course of two days. It To me, it had one of the hallmarks of a great story, and that is you almost cannot put it down. You know, every spare moment that you have, you're reading and trying not to rush, but you want to know what happens next. And Untold Tales of Bigfoot has that in spades. It's just a great, great story. So let's talk a little bit about it, but I think we should be as spoiler-free as we possibly can. So we'll tread carefully in Bigfoot's steps. Um, what are some things that you like about I really enjoy... Oh, sorry. It's okay. I really enjoy... I mean, the art is great. Um, I mean, people might go, you know what Bigfoot looks like? But um, <laughs> <laughs> in that exact voice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how everyone talks and they, when they don't like... <laughs> <laughs> With their pants pulled up to their <laughs> yeah. armpits. Exactly. It doesn't look like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or they talk normally and have their pants where they normally are. <laughs> um, but it's great. I love it. I love the art. I love, I love the idea of Bigfoot and a dog interacting in a happy fun adventure way as opposed to what you normally imagine with Bigfoot and dog which is bad things for the dog so it's good to see you know the relationship that's really interesting because I never thought of that until you said I that just, just thought just of now. that right now <laughs> but you're right you're exactly right it kind of explodes it flies in the face of the Bigfoot dog stereotype it, it also explodes, explodes. <laughs> it explodes the myth I thought that was as I was saying it, I was like, that's probably a little going a little too far. <laughs> exploding it's the It's a myth. But it flies in the face of the whole Bigfoot aggression towards dogs. So, yeah, continue. Other things um, you like? What else I like? I like the story. I like how it grows. Um, I never really felt, like, like disappointed by how the story went. I was never like, oh, why'd they do that? It was it's how I... It's almost how I wanted it to go, and that's that's great. How just their whole relationship, and then is it a squirrel that keeps bothering Scout? Yes. Throughout the book, that's great. I I love that. It's it's just this little running gag that's perfect. What do you like about it? The best thing about the book, I thought, was the fact that it continually surprised me. It it, it never 
did what I thought it was going to do. And I love that. I love the feeling of you're being propelled along this really great story and the choices that the characters make tend to be um, unconventional. And I just enjoyed that a whole lot. And uh, just great storytelling. I love the art. I really loved the fact that there were full page, um, you know, like panels or artwork or even a couple two-pagers, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. And, of course, that suggests a number of things in comic history that you and I both love. So I really liked that a lot, those big, big photos, big pictures. Yeah, the art's great. Looking through the book right now, you just you look at it. And there's little things like there's a page. I had it, and now it's going to disappear on me. But it was... They're walking into the Bigfoot's cave. This is not really spoiling anything. No. But they're walking towards the cave, and there's this beautiful sunset in the background. And then that sunset is always around in the photos. I mean, in the panels. And, like, the next page, there's it's there, too. And it's just so... It's where I feel some, some artwork and some comics fall short is when... When, like, the page just ends with, like, a generic background, but all these backgrounds, you feel like there could be something else back there. I really enjoy that about this. And Bigfoot is so curious in this, yet he knows enough. It's really cool. It's like, he wants to find out more, and yet he he knows enough to survive in the woods, but he wants to know more, and he's kind of, he's curious. I really enjoy that. That quality about him. His character is awesome in this. It really is. Really cool. And the other thing I will say as well, and I agree with you about the artwork. It's great. And I found myself falling into that old trap of not, you know, flying through the book because you want to see what happens. But it's definitely a book that is written that will withstand multiple readings because just to enjoy the artwork, just to really, you know, kind of put yourself into the story a little bit I'm gonna more. I'm going to read it again soon. Then I'll talk about it again. Cause it's, it's great. It has that rereadable quality that you can just tell it won't get old. Did you just say that? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't completely. Zone way, out. I was looking at the book. That's so. way better than anything that I said. Actually. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is the fact that it brings up huge questions that it doesn't solve. Yeah, volume and, two needs to happen now. It's like answered questions will be volume two. Yeah, you know, the next time we get to talk to Vince, I really want to ask him, is there going to be a volume two? Because there are some pretty needs to be. major points that go unaddressed. And um, we would certainly be most interested in finding out the rest of the story since we don't do sass what video what made my dad just chuckle a little bit now was me pointing at one of the pages that has a big question <laughs> oh they're not marked but it's one of the pages with spoilers fast forward five seconds petroglyphs and i mouth what the heck so yeah that's pretty cool answer these questions and if you don't that's that's cool too. 
leave it up to the imagination. It is. Maybe in a generation there will be somebody who will pick up the untold Tales of Bigfoot Mantle, and they'll write Volume 2. That volume be... 2 will be called The Told Tales of Bigfoot. <laughs> so um, as far as I'm aware, there are still physical copies available. I think um, there are some. It's vincedorse.storeenvy, and the E has a common in store and envy so it's s-t-o-r-e-n-v-y dot com what i'm in the back yeah if you pick it up (laughs) look at the back the way back page the acknowledgments page look for a familiar name back there it's such a good book it has like you brought up i kind of forgotten since it's been a while since i read this right since christmas um all the all the questions it asks. Maybe I, I forgot those intentionally so I wouldn't stay up going, what is the true origins? And yeah. There's just some great things. At one point, a totem pole is found in it, and it's... it's This really should become Bigfoot fiction, like class a classic Bigfoot fiction story. And if it doesn't... What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Board that yeah. governs what becomes classic. Because this, yeah. this is perfect. Because it, the art is perfect for the way it tells the story. Because if this was like a super realistic Bigfoot, realistic as we would picture them being. Right, because everyone knows his real quality. Oh, yeah. We all know what he looks like. <laughs> we all know what they look like. Yeah. Um, it paints the, the, sto- the art... <laughs> And the story paint the picture of this kind of, in a good way, outside of the realistic side, maybe. And maybe this is realistically what it would be like. But I think it's... I hope so. I hope I you're right. I want to be friend. Yeah. Bigfoot. Scout over here. Um, I think it's just perfect. Because it's just, it's, I don't know how to say this. It's cartoony in a good way. It's cartoony and kind of, I don't know how to say this, it's uh, its cartoony in a good way, I guess would be the best way to describe it. I enjoy the way it is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Untold Tales of Bigfoot any other way. Yeah, it, to me, it surprises the reader. It surprised me at just about every turn, and I loved it. Did you get sad at the parts that might have gotten sad? I was reading it too quickly, but I think if I read it again, it'll devastate me. But I don't want to. Like, I don't want to say anymore. That's that's we're tiptoeing towards spoilery. So I just stop it if you've look, not read it. <laughs> I think I think um, it's all it's an all ages comic, but don't go into it thinking that you will not be emotionally inv- invested in this story because you will. You'll be drawn right into it. There's so many things that are sort of common experience type things is great. It's so good. If you haven't yet, again, you need to pick this up. This is so good. Um, it's cla- it's a classic. I will recommend it to people for a long time. Yep. Forever. So there's that vincedorse.storeenvy.com. There's also just untoldtalesatbigfoot.com that you can look for more information about this 
great book. Just the back cover is awesome. I mean, it has a little squirrel, and then there's prints of both Scout and the Bigfoot. It's awesome. And if this is your first time hearing about this particular book, then I would super recommend that you go back to episode 90 and listen, because Vince walks us through the whole process of how this became a reality, and that's a fascinating story in itself. Um, Vince has just been a, a good friend of the program, and he even came to Minerva Monster Day. That was really cool. That was a great surprise as well. Okay, we are really excited today to have with us Matt Hooks. And Matt got in touch with us through our Facebook page, and he is the author of a really, really cool book called Enormous Norm Goes to School, the Bigfoot Hygiene Book. So, uh, before we get into that, I will just uh, introduce Matt Hooks. Welcome, Matt. Hi there. So glad to be part of your show today. Oh, we're really happy that you uh, kind of stepped forward and let us know about what you do. Uh, let me ask you right off of the bat, what um, what was the motivation for including or, or using Bigfoot as kind of a main character in your book? Well, it's kind of interesting. You know, as a teacher... Um, we work with lots of different kids, and I just want to promote reading, and I was thinking, hey, you know what, um, I can't use a kid to be stinky or whatever have you. i got to use something that that's the way they are. Um, and then hygiene just kind of popped in there. And uh, I work with kids with, with uh, social skills and, you know, making choices and behavior issues. And uh, I was thinking, you know what, a neat idea would be a Bigfoot. And then, uh be honest with you, I'm a big you know, Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. uh, science fiction, whatever have you, and I was watching E.T., love Lucas, uh, love uh, Steven Spielberg, all that type of stuff, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, I just kind of connected to the dots, and, you know, uh, everybody loves and connect with Bigfoot, and uh, rather than going the route of being, you know, the, the scary monster or whatever have you, I kind of pulled him in as the, as a friend, as, you know, that, that character that you want to know, but you don't know, and, um, I just want—I just wanted to hook in uh, social skills for kids, and to, and to promote reading as well. I think that's so cool because that's—if you're a kid and you're interested in Bigfoot, I think that's every child's dream. You know, absolutely, is, <laughs> is uh, that mm-hmm. you are the one who befriends Bigfoot. I mean, that's just—that's genius. I love it. Yes, it—it it ta- it takes the you know everybody you know. My wife and I, we watch, you know, different stories and stuff on TV and like, why can't they ever find him? Why can't they ever find him? <laughs> you want to know, you want to see that, that you know, that, that moment when, when they say, here, here's Bigfoot. But what I did is I took, you know, a kid that finds Bigfoot and brings him in. I mean, they don't believe him at first, but when he shows them the evidence of here he is, I told you this whole time, he shows up in, the, in, the, in my children's book, the picture of, of Norm, that's the Bigfoot's name, the story, um, you know that that that's what that's the golden that's a golden egg, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but, go ahead. well, how how long did it take you to produce the book? This is actually my second children's book on Amazon, and um, it's taken me a while. It usually from from thought to finish, it takes me a good three four months for sure. Um, sometimes I'll come up with a title, and then I'll. You know, I'll sit and sleep on it for a while, and then something else will come up, and it all comes together. Um, but um, me, I'm also the illustrator and the writer, um, so it, it's fun. You know, it's, it's a passion of, of love, and uh, if I get to promote reading and art, 
uh, Bigfoot, hey, why not? The main thing is having fun. You know, not everybody gets it, but I, I, I love it. The artwork in this is really unique. How do you? How did you come up with the artwork for the story? Well, that, that's the thing is I've I've never really had an art lesson, uh, and I've always enjoyed drawing. Uh, my mom used to take me, you know, maybe on Saturdays, maybe a few Saturdays during the summer when I was a kid, um, growing up in Kentucky, um, uh, and that was about it. Um, I've always loved to just taking out my notebook and then just drawing around, but and I knew having these ideas and having putting this on on Amazon, I'm going to come up with my own style, my own you know different take. And what I did is I I spent hours after hours just playing, you know, characters and things that would look neat and whatever have you. And I wouldn't look at other people's stuff. I wouldn't look on you know TV shows or cartoons or any type of books. I was like, okay, this is what does how can Matt Hooks deliver this picture? How can Matt Hooks do this? And then when they see this, like, oh, yeah. You know, if you notice, here's a little tidbit. Um, if you look at the title of the book on the cover, it has his ears, and inside is like an X. And a lot of my characters, they have, like, just a symbol of an X in their, in their earlobe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's just uh, my own style. You know? Yeah. And that's what I want people to do is be able to say, hey, that's my brand or whatever have you. Right. You'll recognize I did everything right on my iPad, by the way. Everything was on my iPad. You know, I'm a school teacher. Um, you know, I've, I only work so many hours, and I come home. I'm thinking, okay, how can I do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, I pulled out my personal iPad and did it off the app there. So That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So more on the subject of Bigfoot, but do you – what do you enjoy about the subject of Bigfoot? You know, it's kind of wild. Um of course, when I grew up, I'm originally from, uh, when I grew up in, in Caldwell County, it's a, it's a town in um, Western Kentucky, and I grew up on a farm, and, uh, you know, you're you're out there in the woods, you're out there in the creek messing around, you always feel like something's watching you, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't have, I've never had that experience, but you always hear those stories happening, and you're just kind of like, either chills go over your back, or you get very curious and want to know more, you know? And that's pretty much it, uh, but like I said, I said earlier, I'm a big Star Wars fan, always have been. My favorite character was always Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right now as King Kong's coming out. Oh, yes. All these things have always intrigued me. Always, I'm, I mean, I've loved, you know, things along those lines. But, I mean, Bigfoot's just kind of a cool creature anyway. You know, he's his own person or family. I mean, we just don't know. It's such a, it's such a mystery to everybody. And that's the thing is, you know, kids especially in the elementary level, they love the gross stuff. They love the, the <laughs> yeah. fun stuff. They love the imaginary. They love, I mean, they love everything from, you know, it's crazy. But um, I figured Bigfoot would be so awesome because not only is he a big, or my character Norm, he's a big guy, you know. Um, he, he has his flaws, you know. He's called Norm because he normally doesn't take a bath. He normally <laughs> doesn't brush his teeth. He normally doesn't wear shoes on his feet. He normally, um, you know, all those things. And that's the whole key into it is, is kids can relate to it. Kids can uh, understand, hey, it's important to do these things, but you know what? When the kid or the parent reads this book, they realize, normally, and this is another thing, this is another take on things, is normally when you uh, go and go to a bookstore or whatever and you pick up a book or a book fair, normally it's the, the parents or the teacher or the therapist is, you know, is preaching and teaching to a kid to do certain things. In this story, it's not. It's my, it's my main character, Dean, who's a boy, who's basically like a second grade grader, teaching Norm, the Bigfoot, how to do these things, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, rather than as a teacher or someone else. So the point of view is really important in this in this book. And I just want to empower 
kids and be like, you know, you do have power. You can make choices. Your 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 decisions make a make a difference, you know. But um, in me being that being that teacher, I'm actually a special education teacher. I want to make a difference in a kid's life, but I just don't. I want them to make smart choices. Right. Yeah, and I like the fact in the story that Norm is pretty much instantly accepted, you know, yes. by Dean and by everybody at the school. But you know, Dean just wants him to be a little more acceptable than he already is, and I just like that. I, I just I love that theme, that message that comes through. Yes. Yes. I mean, we're all different, and we all we're, we're all unique, and but we all have our flaws, you know. And I think that's why kids can connect to it and that's what i want i mean if, if we wrote a, wrote a story or whatever have you if you watched the movie and everything's all good and everything's you know no struggles no 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 flaws that would be a much more boring um you know story you want something that, that hooks into a kid or hooks into a to a student and draws them in and you want them to be to relate to them to some degree you know and um and that's what i try to do with norm and dean too as well i think um the story and the fact that you've got this book out, uh, it's its your second book, if, is that correct? It is. Yes. Is made even more remarkable by the fact of your background. Would you mind talking a little bit about how you got to the point where you were uh, interested in education and writing books? Because I, I think our listeners would be really interested to hear that. Yes, absolutely. Um, it is ironic that I'm even a teacher, and I'll tell you why. Um, growing up as a kid, uh, you know, Early on, you know, we, we take phonics or whatever have you and learn letters and sounds. And as a kid, that made no sense to me. Um, and the reason is is because later on, I was found out I was dyslexic. Still am. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is as a kid, I struggled to read. I struggled to make sense of anything. And I truly didn't learn to read to probably around seventh grade or so. Mm-hmm. And so, as the joke says, you know, I probably read as many books as I've written. <laughs> which is not very many, uh-huh. you know. Uh, but however, what happened is, is, as a kid, you know, I always loved comic books. I love stories. I love movies. Um, so I was always hooked into to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly, my best teacher that I ever had and cheerleader was my mom. My mom would sit down with me many times, many hours during the summers, after school, whatever have you, um, help me learn how to read and write and all those things as I was going through school, um, but I didn't know at that time in my earlier years until um, I was in college. I was a freshman in college, um, and then at this time, uh, let, let me back up a little bit. Um, I also grew up in Hawaii, too. I'm originally from Caldwell County, but at the age of 14, my dad's a vet, veterinarian, and uh, he got a job offer, and we all moved to Hawaii. Wow. And so that's that's another element altogether. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an interesting story. <laughs> um, and so anyway, while, while um, after I graduated high school, uh, from Kailua High School in Hawaii, I uh, I went to a community college there, because I knew in no way I was ready to go to, to university, you know, and so to get my feet wet, I started at the community college there, I took uh, an English course, you know, 101 writing, or English, and uh, I failed it, basically, hmm. had to retake it. I took it for the second time, and the same professor came to me and said, you know what, Mr. Hooks, um, I tell you, you're not, you're, you're trying, and uh, you're not producing results, basically. And so, uh, you know, I think you need to be evaluated for being, you know, dyslexic. I mean, she knew pretty much offhand. And I was like, what? You know, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I did get evaluated and um, there in Hawaii. And come find out, you know, I had like 
reading comprehension skills. My spelling skills and are still poor to this day. Um, just different things, you know. And it messes with you, you know, because you think growing up as a kid, you're dumb, you know, whatever have you. And it, But it makes perfect sense. And that, that moment when I got that, you know, that acknowledged or I knew what was going on, it wasn't that I was dumb or stupid. It was just that I learned different, you mm-hmm. know. And when I realized that so many, you know, movie people and actors and actresses and whatever have you had the same, um, you know, identity, um, or I don't want to say the word label, but the same struggles that I did, you know, it encouraged me, you know, and I kept on working with it. I kept on working with it, and I did get better, and I went on to um, to graduate uh, with my bachelor's degree from University of Hawaii and a master's degree in special education, um, and I've taught for 15 years now. And But that's the, that's the cool thing of me being dyslexic. I can be in a meeting at school or I can be out and about uh, working with kids and say, you know what, I've been there, done that. I know this doesn't make sense, but trust me, just keep working at it, and it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. You know, being that wounded healer is able to help others. And I find it very um, helpful um, to have that. And then now with these books, it's kind of, it's very helpful in the sense of, it's, a, it's, a, it's as they say, it's better than a than a than a well a business card, you know. Um, that's from Chandler Bolt, and uh, I really, I really, um, I think uh, I've overcome my learned helpless attitude towards reading and writing. Yes, I still struggle with my my writing, but I go to people and I go to different things to help me out. And uh, but I just want to help out others that struggle with their reading and writing and uh, help them overcome it as well. That's just awesome. I love that. I mean, <laughs> Thank you, you. as a as a listener to the show, you know that we're pretty big on sort of the reading the accounts of of Bigfoot and so forth and and a, that goes hand in hand with just, you know, literacy issues and yes. supporting libraries and uh education. So, I just really appreciate that element of what uh-huh. you do. I'm sure I've missed some stuff in there, but that that's me in a nutshell for the most part. Yeah. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The whole the whole concept of me even writing books. I mean, I actually um, I, I let this part out. But when I was in my master's degree, my, my thesis, I did a I did a, a project, and that was actually I actually started my first first very first idea of even thinking about doing a children's book. Mm-hmm. And I did write and illustrate some. And I went to the traditional route of going to different um, writing queries out to different um, book publishers, saying, "Hey, this is my book. You need it." And I would get the no, 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 thank you, mm-hmm. um, you know, from, from book houses. Right. And I was really discouraged, you know. And 15 years later, here I am, you know. And I self-published it, and now they're both on Amazon, and it's done pretty well. Could always do better. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm looking to do more. I'm looking to do more books and, you know, and doing other things. But the main thing is, and I told... I told um, this to people early on is if I sell one copy to my mom, I'll be happy. You know? <laughs> uh, my yeah. family was my big supporters yeah. and, and always have been. And, um, I appreciate them of course, and my wife and kids that they've been behind me all the way. What has been the response to enormous norm? Have you gotten feedback from readers? I have, I have, um, I get, I get a mixed bag. I get it from, from actually other, other, um, like yourself, you know, I'll be out there trying to reach out to other Bigfoot people or, or you know, podcasts and such, and they're interested. I think it's neat and fun that that uh, that it's taken that way. You know, like why hasn't this been done before? You know, kind of kind of thing because about hygiene. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there's movies that kind of touch on it, but they don't take it the the angle that I do. But really, what really is interesting that um, 
on Instagram and other things. I've had people reach out to me uh, from Dennis, <laughs> you know, from oh. Beach Whitening yeah. uh, companies and, and businesses saying, hey, this is cool. I'm going to have this in my waiting room, you know, because, right. I mean, that's a great book to have sitting right there for kids to think about brushing their teeth, you know. It's a little lesson right there. And then also in the in the back of my paperback, there is actually um, that extra added value I was wanting to give to my family and readers is um, is a little plan to keep clean, you know, this mm-hmm. little checklist here or a little behavior plan of uh, brushing your teeth and, and taking a bath and changing clothes and you know, all these things. And a kid can track and monitor their own behavior, you know, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just a passion. Like I said, you know, everybody's given the same amount of time per day. And, you know, if you wake up out of the morning and you're just ready to go and do your things that you enjoy... I mean, there's many days, I mean, I do, <laughs> I hang out with first graders all day, you know, and so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of easy to think about kids stuff like, you know, Enormous Storm, but I really, to do this book, I got up at, you know, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, some, some, some days, lots of days, and then stay up to, to 11 o'clock, two o'clock doing dark, you know, mm-hmm. so whatever it was, it was my passion, it made probably no sense to anybody else, but it's what I love to do, and, still, and I still enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that really comes through in the book as well. Good. I mean, it's it's obvious to me. Good. Well, I mean, I have the utmost respect for for anybody that you know either um, believes in Bigfoot or doesn't believe in Bigfoot. But we're all trying to figure out this crazy thing in life, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope this book kind of helps out some parents to make a little bit, you know, teaching their kids how to brush teeth, how to do this. You know, because it's, it's not fun sometimes. You, you actually have to be a parent and say no, you know. Right, exactly <laughs> um, right. And then also, um, I, it's kind of funny that, you know, you know, at the same time, I was also teaching my, my little girl, Lucy, um, to brush her teeth. And I actually did something along those lines like that behavior sheet um, to, 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 to see herself improve. And she was very proud of herself by doing that. Um, along the lines of Bigfoot again... Do you have any favorite sightings? It doesn't have to be your absolute number one favorite, but it can just be one you enjoy. You're referring to like the, the illustration, the picture. Um, the like Bigfoot sightings. Oh, sightings. Okay. Yeah. Um. Of course, the 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 most famous one, probably the one you see, the picture of Bigfoot walking across the creek. Um. I don't even know that the the title of the actual picture but um just and he's looking over his shoulder you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. this that, i don't even know the name of that sighting but um that's a cool scene um but then just also anything i've seen off of uh, finding bigfoot <laughs> you know that just wheels me in i'm right there i still dvr it now and i watch it and think about it you know but i don't have per se a favorite favorite sighting per se yeah, that is the Patterson Gimlin film. That's it, Patterson. I could not think of it yeah. in my life right now. Yeah. Well, and I think that that footage has done more to popularize Bigfoot probably than any yeah. other single source. Yes. And it just it's it's burned into the consciousness of people at this point. Yes. Um, Matt, do you have any plans to do? Uh, a different kind of book, like um, for adults or nonfiction or anything. I'm just curious. I am. Um, I've got I've got lots of ideas and plans, but um, I'm kind of branching out. I'm now on Teacher Pay Teacher. I've just now started. Um, maybe doing some resources there for other teachers, other adult teachers. 
and um, different things they can use for, for children. As uh, far as books go, I've got one right now. It's, it's along the lines of education as well, and it's another children's book. Um, but I'm also I'm, I'm dabbling with the ideas of different um, like a textbook kind of things and how I go about it. But it's all in the same same vein as social skills and how we can help our kids and our families um, make better choices. You know, because our, our world is changing with technology, mm-hmm. you know, and just the cultural stuff. And um, I, w- I want to be a positive a positive um, influence on that and what the one of my favorite things in this enormous storm there's a quote by him you know and the thing is it's kind of most time when you read quotes it's from from real people you know (laughs) and in in the picture i'm leaving a a quote here in by norm and it kind of makes the kids like wow he's leaving the quote so maybe he is real you know Mm -hmm. it says i make my own positive marks in this world by leaving my footprints behind no now go make yours it's dash norm and then the illustration has footprints in the snow with him standing up on a mountainside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like the image, the quotes, everything there is uh, is is to make the kid wonder. Hmm, maybe he is real. He's leaving a quote. You know, it's not just not just a cute kids book. It's you know, it's that what if? It's that magical. It's that magical moment because um, you know, any of those childhood memories of movies and you know, are so, like, that's what they do. They evoke those things, those heart strings, you know, and make you wonder why. Definitely, definitely. That's uh, that's really great. I, I, I appreciate very much your desire to have a positive impact and to sort of use yes. the platform that you've been given to um, just do those sort of encouraging things. That's awesome. Keep doing what you're Thank doing. You. <laughs> And I may, I may do another book too, uh, you know, a, a series with along the enormous storm line, you know. Oh yeah, there's a lot I could do with it, you know. Not just going to school. Um, there could be other things. I'm not exactly sure how that would go yet. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far along, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not gonna say, you know, that's not gonna happen for sure, you know, because the enormous storm I think is a, is a neat, cool character that that could have lots of growth to it, you know, and could spread out. But um. I do enjoy. I do enjoy it. Yeah, um, Matt. And just in case uh, somebody would like to take a look at your work, or even better, uh, buy the book <laughs> "Enormous Norm." How would they go about doing that? Uh, for sure, um, we got Amazon.com. Of course, you can look me up there uh, under Matt B. Hooks, and then or "Enormous Norm." Um, you can buy the books there, or there's a spot called Create Space. You can do it there as well. Um, also, you can't necessarily buy the books there yet, but um, you can check out my uh, my page on Facebook, the Kuma Dude Social Skills Behavior Books for Kids. Um, you can, I'm also on Instagram, you know, things online. I'm kind of working with my webpage right now. It's now um, Kuma Dude Social Skills at uh, WordPress.com. Um, my, my, I've actually got a blog there. It's not just for children's books, but it's for parents and whoever wants to read it. It's it's a blog there as well. Oh, nice. But um. I just want to. I want to be out there, and, and like the the quote goes, is I just want to reach and teach, you know. Yeah. And um, I want to, of course, be a positive influence. Um, but I just want um, my books to be able to to be um, an instrument to help foster reading, you know, encourage readers. Uh, but the thing is, like you pointed out before, is like when you flip over the book, I could have put, you know, Matt Hooks is an author, blah blah. He learned to face his fears. I could have said that, but I put Matt B. Hooks as a dyslexic author, and mm-hmm. I think that 
the D word there matters, you know, because if other people see it and be like, hey, he did it. Just like when I was younger, that meant a lot to me, you know. All right. Well, uh, Matt, again, the the book is Enormous Norm Goes to School, the Bigfoot Hygiene Book. If you have uh, little ones that uh, you know love Bigfoot, I cannot think of any better book to put in front of them. It would be really, (laughs) really exciting. That's huge. Can I do one last thing? I'm going to read the the, the book description on the back. Is it okay? Yeah, please do. Please do. All right. On the back of the book, uh, I'm going to read it, and then I, I guess that's it, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. It says, how would you like to have a close encounter with an enormous smelly creature that no one believes exists? For many years, people have tried to track down these enormous forest ninjas called Bigfoot. But Dean, a schoolboy, has one living right in his backyard. Of course, neither his teacher nor his classmates believe him when he tells them about Norm until he takes him to school for show and tell. But before he can go with Dean to school. Norm learns the importance of certain social skills like brushing his green mossy teeth and bathing his dirty, smelly self. Why not read this book to find out what else happens when Dean takes his big quick friend to school with him one day? Thanks, guys. I appreciate your help. Oh, yeah, you bet. This has been a great, great time. Thanks for coming on. Bye. No problem. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So that was our talk with Matt Hooks. I hope that you check out his work. And um, also, gosh, I think we'll hold off. There's lots more books we could talk about, but we'll save those for future episodes. And, uh, you have any final words of wisdom, my friend? I just have to say, I really enjoyed Enormous Norm. It's another book that really should get out there to both the in the Bigfoot Sasquatch channels and through just children's books. I think this should be should be more recognized. I think that I I just think it's a great book. I love it. I mean, I enjoy the art. I enjoyed the story, and I hope he might come out with something else, another enormous norm story. That'd be fun. So for Matt Hooks. Vince Dorse, Seth Breedlove, and Small Town Monsters, 97.1 FM Wadsworth Community Radio. This is Mark and Andy Mansky reminding you, stay on the track of Bigfoot. <laughs>